Welcome everybody to the All Heart Podcast. My guest today is the wonderful, beautiful sister of mine, Dr. Queen. Kenise Ford is here. Hi, Kenise. Hey, Noni. How are you? I'm doing really good. I want to tell all of you about Queen. We've known each other for a long time. I can't even put a date on it when we met each other. I remember the era. The era was a right. very, the era, we both smiling, like the era was, <laughs> <laughs> it was that era, right? Like we were, we were definitely yeah. having a good time. And yes, I want to read what you put as your mission on your website, because I just think it's so beautiful. And it says, okay. my mission is to support the feminine and her awakening to her power. Women are keepers of the community and culture. We always have been. It is my vision to help restore this truth within women by reconnecting us with our sensuality and heart power. This is foundational to the overall health of women and humanity. Feminine health and wellness is personal, but also a collective action. It is specific to women, but beneficial to the whole. Everything is interconnected. When the women heal, humanity heals. We must be committed to taking care of and loving ourselves as much as we must be committed to loving and caring for each other. It starts with the women, with sensual, healthy, heart-expanded women. I love that. So good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is, it, is it good to hear it back, hear your words back? It is. <laughs> Do you feel like I'm a brilliant Black genius? <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how yeah. is how is your work that I just read been showing up in this current planetary awakening? Just kind of give us an intro to who you are right now. Yeah, so right now I am this woman navigating through all these changes, this mother trying to figure it out with my kids at home and, you know, getting through Chinese medicine school and just in, in, in full on navigation mode, you know, keeping, keeping my, my inner peace and my calm and um, self care intact. You know, a lot of anxiety has been coming up. Mm. Um, so just, yeah, just I'm uh, unraveling and becoming all at the same time. Right. Mm. Um, not, I haven't been doing a whole lot of coaching and uh, workshops webinars things like that I'm just kind of in I'm in a cocoon it feels like mm. yeah you're, de you're dealing with you dealing with me mm -hmm. great well I wanted yeah. you to come on because right now everybody is talking about pussies and for me you're one of my favorite pussy <laughs> people <laughs> you know the people that just like to talk about the pussy 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 all the time pussy the, the pussy eggs the pussy steaming the pussy herbs the pussy pussy get it in your pussy I love it I love it I'm here for the pussy yeah. if you haven't told your children to stop listening now would be a great time <laughs> particularly if the word pussy offends you this is not the podcast for you. I'm going to put it in big letters on the title. This shit is about pussy. So that's what this episode is about. This um, season is all about being real with ourselves. And I thought, what better to start with digging deeply 
and I do mean digging deeply <laughs> than the pussy. <laughs> so we're going to start with some of our grounding questions before we get into all the juicy, gushy goodness that is the pussy. Canise, Canise, tell us, how do you like to be loved? Mm. I like to be loved courageously, you know, um, no timidity, no, not from a place of lack or, you know, I like, I, I like, I, I like truth mm. and honesty. That means it won't always be, it won't, it won't always feel good. It won't always look good, but mm. we're at the heart of the matter for telling the truth. That's how I like to be loved. Mm, I love that. Just mm. all the way. All the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you like to love? In the same manner. And, um, you know, overflowing with, with nourishment and sweetness and kindness. And, you know, I'm a nurturer. I'm a Taurus, you know. Team Taurus. So, <laughs> team Taurus. <laughs> So yeah, I'm a, I'm all in. I'm a divine lover. Like I was born to love. Do you remember that used to be my uh, my Facebook my Facebook name? <laughs> born to love. Born to love. That's a real thing. Yep, I was born to love. Do you? What is the difference that you see in how you like to invite love in versus how you give it out? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. I think that I may be willing to give more than I receive mm. just because of like, you know, still um, I'm kind of learning to trust my life and, and the people that show up for me. There's been some bumps in the road, right? Um, so I can be a little side eye. I can give a little side eye when people show up wanting to love, but mm. I'm also giving and so confused when people are side-eyeing me when I'm mm. loving, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just learning to be more open to, uh, be more open to receiving in the way that I give, if that makes sense. Yeah. And being open to receiving as much as you give. Yes. That right there. Exactly. What's something that you feel like we all need to be real about ourselves like right now with ourselves? Ooh, I feel like we need to be real about the fact that we don't know shit. Mm. You know, most of our current reality deals with 2,000 years of history. Like, we only deal from that place. Um, And yet the planet is billions of years old. Melanated people have been on this planet and beyond for billions of years billions to millions millions to billions however you want to put it and there's so much to know there's so much to discover and learn about ourselves about our dna about just all of this that we call reality Mm -hmm. so we need to just accept that we don't know shit and be open to learning Mm -hmm. and discovering and, and the mystery that is life you think that would be helpful for right now? Why? Um, because I think a lot of people are falling apart because they are so used to having it together. 
-hmm. you know, we put a lot of value on having it together and making it look like we have it together. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think everything's coming undone right now. Everything that we have relied on, everything we thought we knew, um, you know, this, this, this idea of everything being in place, having a place and knowing what's going to happen, that's never been real, but it's yeah. something that we've kind of held on to. And right now, all of that is being broken down. And so I think that most of us need to just learn to be okay with not knowing and just allowing for whatever needs to show up is going to show up. That's interesting because to me, that's the, that's the face of God, right? It's the mystery. The mystery. The yes. mystery, the unknown. You know, I'm a big astrology head. So I like to think about it as the 12th house. And it's like, mm-hmm. all of us are living in that 12th house. We're having this 12th house moment where we have no idea where we are, where we're going, but we're, we're, uh, we're part, we're in the future, we're in the past, we're in all of that deep mystery and deep unknown. And it, it is very, I have to remind myself when I wake up in the morning, I have to keep reminding myself where I am and where I am on the timeline. Mm. Like, oh yes, okay, it's 2020. What month? It's August of 2020. <laughs> Okay, you're six months basically into a pandemic. All right. There's a race war? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. The the race war. In the race war, the people on the front lines are white folks fighting white police. Okay. All right. Okay. Like we're we're here. This is this is happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah, everybody is living your lifestyle of homeschooling and working from home, and they're literally all going mad because of it, but you've been doing it for this long. Okay, that wasn't sustainable. That part. <laughs> right, because everyone's showing you that it's not, it's not easy. All right, cool. Like this daily reminder of where I am, because I keep waking up thinking I'm in the bliss, but this isn't the bliss part of the story, you know? Right. Yeah. I think you can find bliss in it, right? I think that we can find joy. I think we can access joy right now. Absolutely. I think we can live within our pleasure right now. Absolutely. But I also feel like this is the stretch collectively. And if we don't acknowledge that this feels a little tight, we're going to be kind of spiritually bypassing because it's not, it's not, this isn't like the, this isn't like, Oh, I'm feeling like everything is wonderful. It isn't. It's not like, let's not do that. It's not, it's not, it's everything is not all wonderful right now, but everything is not wonderful, but everything is in order. Yes, it is in order. Yep. Even the, even the chaos is, is order. <laughs> so let's talk about um, this song that's been sweeping the land. I had <laughs> no idea why everyone was up in arms about it. And I had to go check it out. And it's called, um, how would, would you call it? I don't want to say <laughs> WAP. Wet ass pussy. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, the part that 
it starts if you haven't heard the song you should probably press pause and then go listen you still don't want your children to hear it unless that's your get down no judgment and it starts like there's some hoes in this house there's some hoes in this house there's some hoes in this house low-key that's my favorite part there's some hoes in this house there's some hoes in this house so i want to talk about wet ass pussy and i want to know what you thought about it when i was watching it and listening to it you're the first people that came to mind like i wonder what queen thinks about this (laughs) what so what do you think about wet ass pussy by cardi b and megan the stallion with a special appearance in the video by kylie jenner don't forget oh yeah i did not see the video okay um i did listen to the song um i was it was brought to my attention i just all this commentary was happening on social media of course people triggered out of their poor little skin <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and there was a lot of uh a lot of commentary around the little girls protect the little girls protect the little girls you know this is this this is inappropriate this is uncalled for and my immediate response was, come on, y'all. Like, we got to be able to embrace all the ways women show up, from the mother to the whore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this is the expression of the whore. Um, it's, it's not a song that I would put on and be like, hey, you know, or be like, put that song on by Cardi B. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know? are, you talk, are you talking about because of the content or just, just the, it's, they ain't, they, they're not good artists to you. Like which one? Oh no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to judge their artistry, but so it, it's definitely just the content of the song. It's like, you know, I, I don't like for my pussy to be beat up personally. Um, and there's a lot of, well, there's, it's, it's funny because, you know, the people that are speaking for the song, it's, it's all about, well, this is the, the liberation, the sexual liberation of women, and this is female sexuality. And it's like, yeah, I guess it's an aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's so violent, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hard and harsh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I think of the song. But the commentary, I think, is very necessary and it's on point. What is some of the commentary that stood out for you? Um, from the song? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah just, just the celebration of a healthy vagina. That's what wet-ass pussy means to me. If a woman has a wet vagina, that means she's healthy, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking with my doctor hat on now. Okay. The, the, the vagina, the function of the genitals is ruled by the kidneys. The kidneys is the, the second largest filtration uh, system in the body. It's very important. Mm-hmm. We know that our body is functioning correctly when our kidneys are functioning correctly. And knowing that the kidneys actually rule the functioning of our sexuality, our sexual organs, yo, having a wet vagina, that's, that's what it's supposed to do. That's, that's mm-hmm. how we know we're healthy. Let's celebrate all of that. Um, not to mention the the wetness of the vagina has been celebrated and even, you know, even been said to have healing powers, Amrita. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um there's a system also or practice in, in Rwanda. I forget the name of it, but 
it's like a man is not a man if he cannot call the waters of the woman down, right? Okay. That part. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about that. And then the liver, the the liver um, controls the genitals. So again, this is the first filtration Mm -hmm. uh, system in the body. And we know that if our liver is functioning or our, our genitals are functioning correctly, our liver is functioning correctly. So I really wanted to draw this back to the overall constitution of the body, the health, you know, our health and wellness. We, there's so much taboo around sexuality, which is the very act that brings us here. It's amazing, but understood at the same time, right? Because of, of the uh, agency that the church and religion has, has over sexuality. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a, this conversation, it brings about this conversation that needed to be had and just the, the, the health aspect of a wet pussy. Let's celebrate it. I thought it was interesting in this song. Uh, I, I watched a song and I was like, I don't really see what the big deal is, but you know, I had a very lively uh, life before I, <laughs> I, I have four children. Let's just say that I have four beautiful gorgeous children you only get beauty like that <laughs> when you got the da, 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 da. so you know like to me yeah. i was i was watching and i was like okay so this is just like a stripper song like that's what my first thought was like okay so this is a song about strippers i watched the video f- first before i listened to the song the video has like it's like they're covered you haven't seen it but if you haven't seen it too listening they're like covered in snakes they're laying on the ground they're like licking each other like sticking their tongues out trying to lick one another um the snakes really stood out to me because of like the the eve story but also the concept of the sexual energy and the kudalini and you know whenever i see like things like that in a video i'm like who made these decisions like who directed this was this something that these women said that they wanted to do particularly when we start like getting on the women empowerment train like this is empowering of women Mm -hmm. i'm like okay who was the art director who was the creative director who went and got the snakes who covered them in snakes? Did Cardi look at Megan and say, all right, bitch, stick your tongue out, you know? And then she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if all of that is coming from the women in the actual scene, now we have some women empowerment. Right, right. But if we have, like, male gaze, like, um, the over-sexual, like, fetish, fetishing, fetishes about threesomes with two women being together like all of that shit that is a it just i felt like i was watching like porn like some some part of Pornhub, and like there's nothing wrong with that i don't find anything wrong with Pornhub. it's all g well i find some things wrong with Pornhub, but i don't find anything wrong with porn it's all g but i just wasn't that like moved what i was more moved by was how moved folks are still from this idea like I was like didn't we have little Kim haven't we met Grace Jones don't we know who Foxy is like what about Josephine Baker like we have this history of and it goes back 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 I just named the most the things off the top of my head but like we have this history of women saying I love my pussy my pussy's bomb 
and also talking about trading pussy for money, like, which I felt was actually the dominant narrative in the song was really like, make them pay for it. Make them pay for your pussy. And I think that that is the message that folks are talking about. They don't want little girls to hear is trading sex and money. And I was like, you know, I'm a tourist. So they all kind of live go together. They all go together to me, sex and money. And if I really love you, I want to share my money with you. I want you to want to share your money with me. It's all Venus to me. It's all good. What do you think about that? I agree. Um, I think that the day that we can, as a society, I mean, this is how I'm teaching my child. I don't know about others, but as a society, the day that we can encourage our daughters to embrace their wet ass pussies and be intellectual and be creative, like be every woman. That's the day we win. So happy about you um, bringing that point, you know, about bringing up the point about women making decisions, right? And that being really what female empowerment is. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, there's a song. A lot of times these songs are written by men, right? Ghostwriters. I mean, let's, I talk, mean, about so, that. let's talk about that. Who wrote, right. who really wrote Wet Ass Pussy? Who wrote, who wrote the lyrics? Because right. again, to me, to me, it, it's violent. It's a, it's a little violent. Um, but yeah, that aspect and, 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 and then, okay, going back to the exchange, well, it is an exchange. Like if we talk about the sacred whores in the temple, mm -hmm. long, long time ago when matriarchs still existed, the, you know, the, the sacred whores were high priestesses of love and nurturing mm -hmm. and sex and sex was actually used, um, as a way to bring men to enlightenment, mm -hmm. you know, into themselves, into their humanity. Um, the warriors coming from war, as well as, you know, those with mental health issues are just needing some, some, some extra oomph and some, some love, you know, bring their, bring their joy up, their mm -hmm. humanity out. Mm -hmm. um, and there was an exchange for that. I mean, let's talk about this idea of exchange being the way of the universe, mm -hmm. right? So maybe maybe it is a little a little more harsh, but maybe it is a little more vulgar um, because they're talking about actual money. But I think I think little girls, young women, should understand and embrace the idea of exchange for their gifts and for mm -hmm. who they are. Men should come with an offering and be ready to pour into the woman for everything that they're going to get from being in contact and engaging with us, you know? Yeah, I think it shows how people feel about money. It does. It's so true. It's so true. It's like saying, too, you know, well, if, you're, if you are a spiritual uh, priestess or a diviner or a healer, you shouldn't get paid. Says who? Says who? <laughs> it's because people have a really low opinion about what money is money is dirty money is money is low money is not holy money is evil when you have a concept that you're you shouldn't be exchanging something so sacred for money right that's if you think money is the root of all evil why would i exchange that for my wet ass pussy like i, I i'm like i don't believe money i think money is <laughs> 
right. Money is awesome. Money is a, is a gateway to freedom, right? Exactly. It's a tool. It's, it's, it's currency. It's just currency. It's one of the ways. And when you said an offering that, that, you know, men should be bringing this offering to women that they're sleeping with. I agree. I don't think that the offering always has to be physical. Money. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea of, and I'm, I'm putting this conversation in the context of cisgender man, cisgender woman, right? So a, a man coming, his nature is, the male's nature is to pour out, to give. And the woman's nature is to magnetically attract, to pull in, to receive, right? So that, that idea of going out, Yes, go out. So even, you know, I've always been attracted to men that have a lot of power, men that have a lot of, and that's normally spiritual power first. So men that have a lot of spiritual power and spiritual knowledge, that's the offering they're bringing me first. And I've been with men with tons of money too, but my concern is more, you know, the evolution of my soul. So if you wanted access to me or me in the physical the offering that I always demanded was that you bringing some sort of expansion of my mind. If you're not bringing expansion of my mind, expansion of me on a soul level, you're not getting no pussy. Like that's just basic shit for me. Right. So the concept though crude, I think it is also a song that's just kind of like, it's, it's just kind of crude. It's kind of like for shock value. I think the shadow of it is the timing the shadow of it is to me, like, what are you, um, I look at it as like a harvesting of energy and melanated people. We carry a lot of the energy that other folks need to do some of their magic here on this planet. I'm just giving y'all my point of view, right? My point of view is that a lot of uh, ceremony takes place by harvesting our energy so in the middle of this season that we're all in to release this song and talk about us and our sexuality, I think the shadow side of that is you start to stir up a debate. You have us all in our feelings, but not only in our feelings, you have us all in our root chakra. We're all down here in our root chakra. We're all thinking about, we're already there. We're already thinking about survival. We're all in survival mode. And then you add our survival mode energy signature, which you put on top of that, you're putting our sexuality on it. And now you're going to have us fight about it. Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this good? Is this bad? Are we hoes? Are we not? And then, oh, now look, Kamala Harris. She's, let's, let's, let's put her to the front this, the same week. Let's put her out. Okay. Is she nat? And let's call her a nasty woman, right? All of this stuff to me, when I'm watching it, I think I'm watching a show. And I try not to get caught up in the show, but rather see what the show is trying to tell me right now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that it's trying to tell me is you still believe that my black pussy is the most valuable shit on earth to do your work. And you know what? They're right. We just got to understand that. Yeah. Because what's more powerful than the portal, which is the pussy? 
how did you become awakened to your own pussy power? Tell us about that journey for you. What was that like? Where did you start out? How did you get to where you are about, about the pussy? Yeah. So I remember I was about 11 years old and this lady would come to my house. She was a Jehovah witness member Mm -hmm. and she would come and sit with me on the porch and uh, witness to me. And, you know, of course, like I grew up in a church. My grandmother was an uh, an evangelist, but I decided to ask her because there was so much like focus on the Holy Trinity you know, mother, the, I'm sorry, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. And I was like, one day I was like, well, where's the mother? If there's a father and a son, where's the mother? Mm. Um, and that just, it just went from there. You know, um, knowing that something was off, something was wrong, because the mother wasn't mentioned yet. We're always talking about the father and the son. And so I think... After I had my first baby, I started uh, just exploring goddesses, goddess mm-hmm. theology. Um, and that's how I landed here, you mm-hmm. know, just learning about how female divinity was basically wiped out from, shoot, human history down there, mm-hmm. um, from the idea of God, the Godhead, the God force. In the Western world, you go back, you know, to Africa and indigenous practices, you'll find her there. But Mm. from Western reality and culture, she was pretty much wiped out. And that's where it started. How did did you know that was your work? Ooh, um, how did I know? I mean, once I was hip to it, it just kind of unraveled and evolved Mm -hmm. you know and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper I get downloads I get led to books and you know different information I'm able to connect things it's just I don't I don't know how to explain it other than it's just it's just been an intuitive unraveling Mm -hmm. um but it really it definitely is my path it definitely is what are some of the goddesses that you were attracted to initially that were kind of calling out to you yeah, um, well, you know, of course, Oshun is like the first one, right? She's the, and Oshun actually, it makes sense because Oshun, they say, is she was the first uh, feminist. You know, mm. I really don't like that term or that she's called that way. I mean, called that, but they, people um, refer to her in the practice as the first feminist because of her story. She came here with the other um, Arumale mm-hmm. and she was the only female right? She was the only female. She was doing her feminine beauty thing, and they thought she was a joke, and she ended up having the most power, and they needed her. They needed to come back to her and bow at her feet. Um, But let's get the story right, because I love this story about Oshun, and it showed up in my life more than once. I think a lot of the listeners, y'all know that my dad has been sick over time. Um, We almost lost my dad twice in the last, like, five years or so, one um, a few years ago and then recently from COVID. But the story, I got Dafa. Um, that's a, basically like a reading that you go when you follow Ifa in some way. And I've been exposed to Ifa since I was about 14 years old. So I've always been around Ifa. I've not ever been initiated, but I've 
very, very familiar with the practice. So I went to get Zafa and this story of Oshun came up, right? The story of Oshun and how she was the only female Orisha and all the other Orishas disrespected Oshun. And once they started to disrespect Oshun and treat her wrong, Oshun decided she was done. She was done with them. And that means she was done with the world. And she began to destroy the world. That's not how I heard the story. You tell me how you heard it. In the, in the way that I was told the story, <clears throat> she didn't destroy the world. She just left. She just found her peace in the forest, built her little, her camp, her cave, beautified it like she, you know, she does because she's the god of beauty and love. And she was relaxed and just beautiful and made everything around herself beautiful. And they, Arumale, Mm-hmm. We're having a hard time. They go back to Olodumare, who's the god, the godhead, and say, hey, you know, we're failing on this mission that you sent us on. And Olodumare says, well, where's Oshun? I mean, Oshun is off doing her. We didn't, did you consult with Oshun? She's Oshun. She's a woman. She doesn't have, go talk to Oshun. Go ask for her forgiveness. They go and find Oshun in the forest, and they see that she's just chilling hard, beautiful, chilling. And they drop to her feet and they say, oh, Shun, I'm sorry. We need your help. Right? Um, so then she says, this is, where, this is where I'm not really clear. There's a part about... Y'all, y'all, y'all hearing us uh, remember the story in real time. Like two people hearing some gossip. <laughs> it's an ephod gossip. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I think I remember this part. Go ahead. She gets pregnant. Hmm. She's pregnant. Really? I don't, I don't remember this part, but, but please continue. And she basically tells them, you better pray that it's, it's a boy. Because <laughs> if it's a boy, there would be grace on you. But if it's a girl, it's all bad for you. And she, I'm paraphrasing. And, there's, and, and so it ends up being a boy and this, this an, an actual old dude that she gave birth to. It's a, mm. it's a specific old dude. Um, but yeah, that so Oshun stands out. You asked which which uh, goddess stands out the most. Oshun has always stood out. Uh, the reason, I want to uh, before we move from the story. The reason I think the story is important, regardless of how it went down, the basic concept is that Oshun was disrespected. Because Oshun was disrespected, the world couldn't be what it needed to be, and so the other Orishas had to go beg Oshun for forgiveness to ask her to show up in the way she needed to show up for the world to be in balance. Yeah. And it's a story that I, I was told about my own father because his life was in shambles because of how he had treated women. Mm. And so him being constantly at death's door with his four daughters and his three plus wives and all of the women that he had been with and all the women that he had disrespected and all the women that he had abused and all of the, and I, and I found out horrible things about my father, horrendous things that he had done, you know, but I, at talking to my own mother, you know, my mother revealing things that he had done that I never knew and him being sick and saying, okay, now you have the ability to stand and actually be the goddess Oshun. Because Oshun had to forgive. Oshun had to forgive the most horrendous acts 
and still bring the world into balance. And so even though you know that your father was this horrible person to women, and you are a person who centers women your whole life, are you going to show up as a goddess right now? Are you going to show up as Oshun and pray your father into health? Are you going to pray on his behalf? Are you going to intercede for him? Are you going to call his ancestors' names for him? Are you going to ensure that he has not only long life here, but long life in the, in the other lives that are in front of him? Or are you going to be bitter, unforgiving, angry? Are you going to, in your story, are you just going to go in your world and uh, I'm cool? Are you just going to be cool and be, be cold chilling on him? Right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to put that, that story because I think often... I, this I want to be real with ourselves. This is not just about putting up a fucking um, sunflower honey altar right, right. in your room. Say it. This is isn't goddess shit just for goddess shit. This isn't pussy power just for pussy power. This is what can what is our actual role like? What can we actually do? A goddess and a woman or a goddess and a mother, when, when, you're, when you're being a queen, when you're being called these words, what are you fucking doing with that? If you're right. claiming the goddess, if we're claiming the goddess and we, we know the story, right? Whether we know the details or not, we know the story. The story is we need the goddess of love and mercy and sweetness and nurturing we need her to exist if she does not exist if her waters aren't flowing if her pussy ain't wet we ain't good we're not good if the earth we need her she's a representative of the earth if the earth pussy ain't wet if these waters run dry we out we out this bitch right we need the rivers to run. We need it. We need the wet-ass pussy. We need it. We need it. It represents health and joy and abundance. How about that? What, right? other, what other goddesses stood out for you? So there was Oshun. There's Oshun. And then, um, of course, Oya. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, all of them. Yemaya. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the mother. The mo- so... Most recently, I've been just learning more and more about, because I've always been on this whole mother tip, right? And I'm mm-hmm. learning about the mothers in the Ifa tradition. Um, but Olokun, mm-hmm. in some, some traditions they call Olokun a man, but I see Olokun as a, as a female. Olokun is just Mami Wata. Mm-hmm. These are all of the goddesses that, that's, you know, stand out for me. Lakshmi mm-hmm. in the Hindu religion. Um, you know, Pet Heru, Isis, mm. all of them, and, and, and how they're interchangeable, right? Mm. Depending on which culture or which angle, which perspective, which lens that you're, you're looking for. Mm. So, yeah. What lessons are they teaching you right now? Mm. I am being taught that my power as a woman is a great power and a great responsibility. I have, and you can probably, uh, you know, you, you probably agree with this. As a boy mom, mm-hmm. I'm learning the nature of of males, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's so different from his sister. 
There's certain things, she's younger. There's certain things I don't have to teach her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not to say she's not a kid and she doesn't have her immaturities, but she has a compassion that I have to teach him to have. She has a grace that I have to teach him to have, mm-hmm. to be uh, considerate of others, to be, you know, humanity. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm having to teach my son more than my daughter. And it, it helped me understand and have more grace with the men in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, uh, there's this narrative that has been going around on social media that you need to, you know, if you're a man, you need to be a man and you need to come to me with, with no issues and be, you need to be grown. And the thing is that we have to know as women, we give birth to men, we mm-hmm. give birth to them. Mm-hmm. So on some level, we're always going to be their mothers. Mm. on some level we're always going to be raising them and pouring into them and nurturing them and reminding them mm-hmm. that's what that's what the mothers and the goddess is teaching me right now mm. my the the power in my grace mm-hmm. the power of my grace and compassion mm-hmm. right yeah that I, I'm really I saw you posting about the mothers and that's you know, I, I refer to, I don't like anything that people say over and over again. That's my rebellious punk rock shit. Like, <laughs> I, I can't say my guides. I just can't. But I have, I was calling them my counsel for a long time. And recently they started telling me their names are the mothers and the grandmothers. We're the grandmothers. We're the mothers. That's who we are. So we are. I've been calling them my council. Okay, let me refer to the council. Let me talk to the council. Let me listen to the council. They're giving me counsel. Oh, we're the grandmothers. We're the mothers. We're the highest mothers. And we want to teach you things. You know, the the architects of existence. Yes. And I I am a a mom of, of three boys and a girl. And like, um, I relate in one way to what you're saying in that all my boys are different. You have one. So I see, I see three very different boys. I see a boy that needs to be taught compassion. I need a, I see a boy that's naturally compassionate. I see a boy that's very helpful. I see a boy that isn't helpful. I see a boy that's very harsh sometimes or very soft. Sometimes they're, they're, they're different. What it actually has taught me more so is that they're all masculine and feminine when they're this age. And as they start to hit like the nine, 10, there's the, the idea of gender, the genderness starts kind of showing up. And I think it's largely from observation in what they've observed and how gender is presented to them and roles. But when they're younger, my, my daughter is way more trill, way more um, rude. <laughs> we constantly asking her not to be mean, right? My mom has something called the Honey Girl Club. She asks her every day to be a member. Do you want to? <laughs> you are a member of the Honey Girl Club. We want you to be a honey girl. And she's like, okay, I'm a honey girl. I'm not a honey girl right now, right? Like, yeah, I'm not I, I don't, right don't want to be a honey girl. And I give her a lot of room to both to both be the honey girl Oshun and be the Oya 
Olokun energy. You can be both. It's all G. Right now, we're asking you to be the honey girl because you got that other Oya thing. You got that. You, you good over there. You three and you good. But the honey thing, like, roll with me. Let's figure it out together. I'm both. There is something I haven't had to teach her, which is nurturing. She's very naturally nurturing and very of this of the baby. She's very much wants to baby the baby, but one of my children does too. One of my boys does too. The other one does not. It's not his interest. Right? You know, so I I really do see that this concept of the mothers calling us to mother constantly like and also asking our partners when our partners are men sometimes I need that kind of mothering too from my partner and naming like oh right now I'm kind of looking for more of like a maternal type of nurturing from you if you can't do that I have mad friends (laughs) that can right I have a lot of women friends that can do that for me right now, but I'm going to name for you that right now, I just like want you to hold me and like, and affirm me and give me sweetness, maybe make me some tea. I'd love that kind of nurturing. Are you able to do that right now? All good if you can't, because that's not how you embody right now. Cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the concept of yin and yang, right. And that, and, and, and gender, like the, the universe is gendered. So it's not, it's never, nothing is ever 100% feminine or 100% masculine. There's mm-hmm. always this dance, right? Um, so I feel you and I, I, I do, I only have one boy, so. Yeah. And not that I'm raising a monster, he's not a monster, but I, but I, I think you're right in that now that he's 14, I just see these mm-hmm. very masculine, these other traits that are like, hey, yo, like, think about somebody else besides yourself you know stuff like that but but that's a lot that's a lot from I believe it's a lot from socialization it's uh it's so much in our culture for men to not think about others yeah I mean maybe there are some things that I've just seen in my son since he came out you know what I mean (laughs) okay I'm I'm rolling with it so (laughs) And and, yeah. and some of these things that I, I just see in men and um, but just not being afraid to understand that I have a womb mm. and I'm of the mother tribe. And that means that, you know, and what women and mothers have done, what we do, part of our role is we do we raise humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. We we make what is not human, the, the being we make we we make you human with care and love and you know and and the pouring in um speaking power into life into um so that's just been a a really beautiful lesson you know to not have to feel like my man has to come already complete because i'm not no and i think there's a lot lot of expectations that men have already done should already have done the work it's it's a lot of the it's actually patriarchy to me like it is. it's enforcing it is. patriarchy to expect that all men should be financially all together when many women are not that all men should be spiritually together physically together his diet should be i mean when people write they list for the kind of dude they want i'm like 
why why like 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 so you want to live with like basically an angel descended from heaven and like where is the room to grow where's the room to grow and expand together right and that is to me like you said it's not when we think about goddess and we think about oshun specifically like it's not just about sunflowers and honey you know and Mm -mm cinnamon all the damn time like Oshun is one of the fiercest goddesses truth be told like there's so many roads to her she could be one of the most fierce it's it's not a game it's not it's not just I'm pretty and I have power and I'm gonna sit my pussy on your face and you're gonna love it and I'm just gonna be pretty no <laughs> just there's so much uh responsibility to this power that we have as women so let's move on into what is sacred sex. What's the difference between making love and fucking? Mm. So sacred sex is the ability, I think. It's, it's sex from a very, it's primal, but it's, I see the divine in myself. So I see the divine in you. Mm. You know, um, it's, a, it's a prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, my lover is an altar and I'm praying. I'm an altar and he's praying. He's worshiping at the altar that is me, the love that we make together. Um, Celebration, celebrating what what is you know pleasure and and the energy of creation. Because even if we're not creating a baby, we're creating something, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So it's just the ability to understand and be able to tap into this energy of give and receive. That's what sacred sex is. Um, to me, what was the other? What is that question that you, I have a question about when you say, even if we're not creating a baby, we're creating something. What do you mean? What are, what else can we create? We're creating, um, the, our, our relationship we're building on it because Mm -hmm. sex is also communication. So the way we communicate or the way we are engaging in sex is, is says a lot about how we will communicate when we're not having sex. Um, Mm -hmm. It's building, you know, the energy, the vibe, the, how we see each other, but also um, how we assert ourselves in the world. Like all that stuff is happening during sex. So Mm -hmm. if it's coming from just a, you know, I want to come, just a place of wanting to come and, 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 you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I have another word I want to say, but it's not coming to me, but just that very quick, you want to get off place. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're creating too. Yeah. I like you to know? call that, that friction sex. Mm-hmm. When you're mm-hmm. just like engaged and it's, it's for friction, it's for a nut. That's right. what it's for. It's almost like an exercise. Like you just want to go for a jog and get the, and get your endorphins that your little right. endorphin boost and then right. you know go about your day. Very mechanical. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's I, I spent a lot of time having that kind of sex. It was fun. It was great. I don't want to <laughs> knock it. <laughs> I don't want to knock it at all. There's every you you have to crawl to walk, right? You have to walk to run. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with going for a jog just to feel your endorphins moving. Right. I don't right. have any judgment about it, but I do think often a lot of us don't know that there are other options. 
and that there's more of an expansive universe in the world of sex that we don't know about. And I know you know a lot about it. So what do you think is an example of a sexual encounter that nourishes? What would that look like? You can feel free to be as graphic as you want. Don't hold back, queen. Don't hold back. <laughs> don't sterilize it now that you're a doctor. Tell me the gush. Um, a nourishing... Like in the act, or yeah, what's an example of a sexual encounter that nourishes? We need some, we folks don't know what would that yeah. even look like. It's, um, yeah, it's a lot of it's presence, it's gazing in each other's eyes, it's you know, uh, touch, but slow soft and or even if it's hard and fast it's intentional it's passionate it's it's the desire to please to pour into it's kissing it's hair pulling it's not thinking about anything but that moment just being really present presence is everything presence i can't stress it enough presence Mm. um and, and the ability to just be so open and so free, it's like it's almost like you're devouring your person, you know, mm-hmm. and they're devouring you. It's, it's truly a merge. You feel a merging of, of the souls and, and the bodies. It's mm-hmm. a dance. It's a beautiful exchange. Mm-hmm. That's nourishing. Um, and it could be all those other things, you know, like I have my preference and I have my taste. I've heard people say, no, I want to, you know, basically what Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion were describing, wanting to get beat up. Some people find that nourishing. Mm. So, you know, I can't speak to that. That's not my thing. Um, But nourishing, definitely, when you're able to get up and walk away and you feel like the damn sun is brighter, the birds are singing louder, you're happy, you're at ease, everything's flowing, it's great, all is great in the world. Mm-hmm. You just got reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then how can, okay, how do you think sex becomes a part of our spiritual practice and what you just named? Yeah. I think it really starts with the self. We have to first work out our triggers these ideas that we've been given about our bodies and sex Mm. right this starts with the self it all starts with self and um and your heart Mm. dealing with your own heart your capacity to to receive and and give as i was talking as we started talking about you know at the start of the podcast but it's uh if you, when you get to the place where you can see your own divinity, mm-hmm. that's when you can see another. And then so your sex, your, your exchange in this way, that's, it's a practice. It's a practice of worshiping or paying reverence to the other person. You know, it's not just you trying to eat, you trying to feed mm. you know, your energy, give it to me. I'm trying, you know, I need to get filled up. It's a sharing. It's an overflow of sharing. And then it becomes like it's it's currency. They're giving to you. You're giving to them, and this back and forth. Mm. That's that's how it becomes a spiritual practice when it's it's an actual. It's a service because a service, you know, a ritual for worshiping and gratitude. If that makes sense. 
It does. I've heard a lot of people say like, it's not really a sexual encounter if he's not eating my pussy. What do you think about that? It's not a sex. I, I don't even get that because if the penis is going inside the vagina, that's sex. If the hand is touching the vagina, that's sex. If I mean, come on. <laughs> I think I think that a lot of times what women are saying is that they're getting more pleasure if they're being if someone is going down on them because they haven't yet accessed how to have an, a full body orgasm without the clitoris being involved, right? Like yeah. or with without the the clitoris being stimulated directly. Right. So yeah, I often hear like I've I have read that literally dozens and dozens of times like people talking about sex, heard it dozens of times people talking about sex that well, if he's not eating your pussy like that's not that's not sex. That's not enjoyment. He doesn't care about your enjoyment. And I'm like mm. Yeah, that's it's very it's a very limited perspective and it it sounds very underdeveloped. Mm. right um because there's so much pleasure in the nipples Mm -hmm. and the ears and just kissing Mm -hmm. um or touch Mm -hmm. what Uh, the touch if the energy is right just touching the my my sacrum Mm. it will set me off you know what i mean um I think those are also women who haven't taken full agency over their bodies in their own sense of pleasure. It's this mm-hmm. idea that you have to pleasure me rather than being uh, present. There's that word again, for your own pleasure, being open to what is coming so that you can, it's an, it's an engagement. It's not just, okay, come on, make me feel good. Right. Like a pillow, pillow princess. Right. Right. Yeah. I think about that often, you know, people come and talk with me about health stuff, what's going on with them, and like particularly Black folks and how much we deal with uh, diabetes and diabetes definitely being an issue that's happening in the, the endocrine system, the kidneys. Like when you were talking about that earlier, I was thinking that like whenever I see someone dealing with any diabetic issue, I'm wondering like, I wonder how, if they're having trouble with erections, if they're having trouble with their, the the wet pussy, like, I wonder how that's working for them, right? But because we're like homies, I'm not gonna, (laughs) or they're talking to me about, it's their mama (laughs) or their uncle or something. I'm not gonna be like, so is your daddy having trouble getting it up? Like, now that you, you want some advice from me about him losing the sweetness of life which is the emotional part of diabetes is he losing the sweetness of life in the bedroom is he losing the sweetness of life in his heart that heart channel being connected yeah to his his sexual channels like connected to his kidneys like what's happening there and i think often we just say like well, let's give them this herbal supplement, right? Let's get them in this herbal regimen or let's make sure they get into a vegetarian or vegan diet without really dealing 
with more of the root causes of these things, which is I ha- this great doctor that I know was talking about when you study the cells of someone that's dealing with um, a blood sugar issue, you really start to see the cells isolate. Mm. And that feeling of isolation is often happening on an emotional level for the person. They're starting to feel isolated from the people around them. And their body starts creating a blood sugar response, right? Real, real, real talk. Have you you noticed that? Well, yeah, I was just talking about the other day on um, social media about heart problems, Mm-hmm. Right. And how it's related. If you if you sit with it and really look at it, people with heart problems are probably disappointed in some ways or heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Aren't experiencing a lot of joy. Heart rules joy. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I mean, everything comes from we deal with the spirit first before it comes into the, the physical. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we want to oh, we're looking at the physical symptoms and then we want to diagnose and treat from what we're seeing physically, but not diving into the heart of the matter, you know, the Mm -hmm. emotions and and the the spiritual um, aspects Mm -hmm. of what is, what's being shown. But I love what you said too. I'm always the one in, in, in school, in a clinic even, um, Hey, how's your sex life? Mm. Are you still getting erections? Mm. Are you know, do you get excited? Mm-hmm. So you know, are you are you moist down there? Like, yo, these are these are foundational questions. It tells yeah. you a lot. And we're often even afraid to talk to our own practitioners about those things. And it's it's like it'll tell you so much. So yeah, exactly. I, I if you come to me, you can <laughs> get a consultation from me. We're talking about your sex life. We're talking about your genitals. We're talking about all. What about the thing you're talking about? Uh, the heart markers. Like, I know when I read you saying that, I hadn't really talked to anyone about that. I had those kind of, I had a, some testing done maybe about six months before I got pregnant. I'm wondering, yeah, before I got pregnant. And I, I showed a lot of markers in my cholesterol LDL levels that were like showing that I may have had some heart issue in the future. And it was really shocking to me, given that I'm such a healthy person, I have such a healthy lifestyle, and I do think a lot about my own joy. But when I, I read you talking about having some similar markers come up for you, and you really reflecting on your own like adult life and how you could have gotten to that point, you, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Because it really impacted me. So yeah, at the beginning of the year, I had talked about it some, um, just thinking about heart conditions and, you know, learning about the heart, the heart energy, the meridian and the organ itself and it being related to joy. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder how many people with heart disease actually had broken hearts, right? So then, yeah, this, this thing came up for me. I had high LDL levels and cholesterol levels, but mm. when I'm, I'm small, I'm, you know, I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about it, I've been heartbroken, all, you know, most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. You know, I find moments of joy. Mm-hmm. Like, because socially, 
that's we're supposed to show up that way right so I've, i got that down are you okay hey how are you i'm good mm. but no i lost the love of my my life you know some 20 years ago i never really got over that mm. i had a miscarriage at 16 almost bled to death i never really got over that mm. um you know and then then in a crazy custody battle for my children over the last five years that was a lot that was heartbreaking so mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay if we if we truly understand that things happen in the spirit first in the unseen and manifest in the physical it makes sense mm-hmm. you know it makes sense no this isn't food related this is energy this mm-hmm. is emotion mm-hmm. what are you doing to, what are you doing to heal your broken heart all those things you just named well finding the joy in my life. I think, I think that I had 10, well, with the custody battle, like that was just, it was what it was. It taught me a lot, right? That was just one of those dark nights of the soul. You got some lessons to learn so that you can become, you know, the the Phoenix. Girl, you really, I mean, y'all, I was present, particularly at the beginning of it for a few years there. You, you're a very strong human. You're a very strong human. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what I learned. Like, oh, oh, I'm hella strong. Okay. And not the, not the black woman strong shit. Not that shit. Right. Right. Not that shit. But you're able to, you have a lot of faith, Kenise. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reflecting that back to me. Cause I know you, you, you were there at the beginning. You watched. I watched. Right? Yeah. I, I watched it go down. I watched all the different ways that you were strategizing. I felt heartbroken yeah. with you. While my son, you know, was diagnosed too. Right. Yeah. Diagnosed wow. with a tumor, had three surgeries. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy shit was happening to me all at once. And it was, it was a faith walk. Um, and it was heartbreaking. It was a lot of why me, why mm. is this happening to me? You know, what's wrong with me that I chose somebody that would even show up this way that I would have to endure this. Why is my, why is this happening to my baby? Like, why me, why me, why me, why me? But it was more, this is what it is you know, whatever I got to do to overcome it. It was more of that than the why me, but the why me was still, you know, behind it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So now what I'm doing is just, I'm, I'm focusing on all that I went through and how I was over to over, how I was able to overcome with my sanity, with myself intact. You know, I don't got no gray hair. I don't have no major health conditions. Like, so many dope things came out of me. <laughs> mm. So I think sometimes too, when a lot of things are happening with you, you can, you can kind of learn to be upset and sad and focus on what's not there, what you want rather than what is. I'm learning to, to focus on like, what is, what is good? What is good? Let me hold on to that. But what about that performing part? Cause I, I think that that's kind of real. I think you said, you know how to perform joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you been doing that? Like, because it sounds yeah. like, even to me, like looking at you right now, you're a different person than the yeah. last time I saw you. Yeah. You yeah, know? I think, 
I think if you, I'm not sure what you're saying, but if it is joy, mm -hmm. it's earned and it's real, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there still are moments where I'm like, okay. I, I know that I'm more, I'm more introverted these days because I don't want to pretend. Mm. I don't want to pretend. Yeah. yeah, I see peace. Mm. Mm -hmm. I see yeah. peace. And I see a lack of performance. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's something that I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what we're all being called to do right now. It feels like everyone's getting so exhausted with the pandemic that the performance is, is dropping. The makeup is leaving. What Get dressed for who? Get dressed for <laughs> why? Get dressed for where? Right? Pretend for, for who? What? Eyebrows for what? Who, who am I? Who am I showing up for? Like, but me. All I have is me in the house. It's just me in the house and the people I live with. So yeah. these are these. We've all established what our priorities are. Yeah, I live here. I'm here with me. Yeah, I don't even have to make excuses anymore. I could just be like, I'm not really feeling it. Like it just seems like this time is also asking so many of us to drop the performance. Drop it. Drop the mask. Be authentic. Be you. Get to the root of who you really are. Let her shine. Let her come through. That's what time it is. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah. Okay, before we go into our end, which is the joy and pleasure lightning round, I want to ask one last question about the juicy, juicy pussy stuff. What are some tools that you've used or you recommend for folks to keep the pussy, the pussy. wet? Why am I doing my hair? Why am I? When you get to the place where you're doing that just for you, that's the stuff that keeps the pussy wet. Mm. And you just, you know what I mean? You just, you looking good because you want to look good because it makes you feel a certain way. It's not for anyone. It's just for you. Mm -hmm. That's those are the type of things to keep the pussy wet. Um, good food, like good high quality food, high quality water, sunshine. You know, mm -hmm. hikes in nature to listen to her what she's saying, remembering, remembering the wisdom, the stillness in nature that keeps you wet. Mm -hmm. Laughing, um, being authentic and honest. Yeah, feeling good, like really feeling good. That keeps you wet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, baths. Mm -hmm. Stress relievers. Being committed to joy and pleasure. Whatever your pleasure is, it doesn't have to involve the genitals. Whatever your pleasure is. Um, all, engaging the senses and not in the, not necessarily with television or your phone. In other ways, smells, you mm -hmm. know, fresh flowers, things like that. Love it. All right. Joy and pleasure lightning round. You ready? We're about to round it out. We're about to Let's end go. it up. Okay. Kenise, what makes you feel most alive? Ooh, most alive. Spending time in nature. Mm -hmm. So real. I just came back from a, a, a trip to Mount Shasta, me and the kids, and it was, uh, yeah, most alive. 
Wonderful. If we really knew you, we would know that. Um, I don't, I don't do fake. I don't do fake. (laughs) 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 What you see is what you get. I expect the same from you. I don't do fake. Don't even know how. What is the first thing you do when you don't feel good? Mm. Acknowledge that I don't feel good. It's mm. the first thing. Like, I don't feel good. Right? Instead of like trying to pretend, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel good. And then I investigate what's going on. Mm. What's, what's going on? I investigate. I get quiet. I do something to figure it out. What is something you were afraid of that no longer scares you? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Not being good enough. Woo! Woo! You better tell them. Tell them what you're worth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what comforts you? Mm. What comforts me? Knowing that I am a good ass mother. Amazing. You earned it. I earned that shit. You earned it, girl. What turns you on? Oh my gosh. There is nothing like a man who is not afraid to nurture and love deeply. Mm. That turns me on. How do you practice self love? How do you practice self love? By only allowing people in my space that make me feel good, you know? Um, doing things that feel good. And I don't mean like, you can't tell me the truth. No, no, no. I might be being a bitch, but you can't tell me I'm being a bitch. No, I mean, you can tell me I'm being a bitch and you're like, you know, I, I'm saying this because this is making me feel some kind of way. And, and I want us to be better. Like, you don't have to say those words, but it has to come from that place. And we're growing and we're evolving and it's love. If it's not that, you can't, no, I don't mess around. Only, only things that feel good and that are good for me. Wonderful. How do you rest? I have my days where I just do nothing. I mean, I am the... I am the epitome of lazy, if it's even that. I do nothing. I do nothing. Mm. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Share with us a healthy habit or ritual. Mm. I get up. I thank God. Then I thank my God self, my Ori. Mm. And then I pray. Um, speaking to my ancestors and everything in existence that is supporting me. Mm. I love that ritual. It's definitely shifted me. Beautiful. And lastly, affirm yourself. I am. I am the beauty of God. Okay. Hello, beauty of God. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming and sharing all your wisdom and light and joy and even harder times with us. Can you let everyone listening know where to find you? 
Yes, yes, I am on Twitter. I'm, I just lied, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Queen. That's D-R-K-W-E-E-N. Or you can find me at uh, The Beauty Queen. K-W-E-E-N is queen again, dot guru. Okay. I'm also on Facebook sometimes, but that's where to reach me. Wonderful. The, uh, yeah, the beauty queen dot guru. Thanks so much, Queen. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nani, for having me. I love you so much. I love you.